before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about next week's Tile Industry Freedom event. Now, if you've been missing out on these last two events, Tice in Vegas and Coverings in Florida, Orlando, perhaps you can make this one. It's in Wisconsin. Uh, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. Uh, there's going to be good tile people. So I'm really excited about some of the people that are making this trip from you know all over the country. I have people coming from California that I know and, and all kinds of cool stuff. So we're going to be geeking out about new products, new tools, etc. I'll be there recording a live podcast of this, you know, the Tile Money podcast, a live episode. And that's in Menomonee Falls, Wisconsin. I think I got that right this time. Uh, this Wednesday, the 21st, from 12 to 6 p.m., and you can register via the link inside the show notes or hit up Steve Sprung. Tell him Luke sent you. Welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. This is the podcast that is strengthening the tile industry. We're doing this with our weekly business education designed for contractors by contractors. This education is assisting tile contractors around the world to build sustainable, profitable businesses. The result is a stronger industry, folks, from the installer up. That's what I like to see. Today, I've got a solo episode for you. I'm going to be speaking to you by myself. We don't have an interview. And I want to talk to you about an important subject. I want to talk to you about boosting your business. Yeah, you might have heard me talk about it. Maybe you saw it on social media. We have a challenge coming up. And I'm very proud of this challenge. Uh, I'm very proud to be organizing and hosting this challenge. And that's going to be Monday, starting on Monday the 26th, July 26th, all the way through Friday the 30th. It's just two hours a day, but that's 10 hours of content over five days. And it's going to be a, a very powerful challenge. I'm, I'm very proud to be holding this thing. Uh, for the last three years, I've been doing the, the Tile Money podcast. We've had the Facebook group, and it's been my pleasure. I've been having a lot of fun. We've been having some great discussions. I talk to tile contractors nearly weekly, uh, talking about their business and their life, and it's been rewarding for me. It's been beneficial for me. I, w- I really want to thank the guests and everybody who's participated in the conversations we're having in the group. I've been able to grow myself uh, as a person, and, and I sincerely mean that, so I appreciate that. But as we continue to grow this platform and this business resource for tile contractors, I really want to uh, you know, make sure that everything we're doing is useful and relevant to you. And, and the resources like this Business Boost Challenge are, are something that we work together on, right? That's, what this, that's the cool thing about tile money and, and social media in general. It's, it's all of us together. We're just working. We're building. We're giving each other feedback. So I always appreciate your feedback. It's always welcome. And I love... We got Jimmy Halewood coming in from uh, New Zealand. Thanks for tuning in, Jimmy. Appreciate you. Uh, I'm glad you, you're going to be there with us uh, on the Business Boost Challenge. Now, what I love is, is to see contractors uh, 
able to grow their businesses from from what we're doing here. And I, I love the audience participation tonight. So don't be shy with your comments, friends. If you have questions for me or you just want to give us a shout out or, or, or your company a shout out, don't be shy. <clears throat> Put them up in the comments wherever you're watching this. We have friends on YouTube as well as a couple different Facebook groups. Uh, I had trouble with Tile Money Facebook group. Um, so we're on the Tile Money page. And then I believe we're in uh, Global Tile Posse. Let me check on that real quick. Yep, we're in Global Tile Posse. We've got a, some friends over there. So that's cool. So thank you for watching and joining this. So the Tile Money Challenge, what is that? Well, uh, if, if you just happen not to be able to stick around, go to tilemoney.com slash challenge to learn more about it. It's free to sign up. There's a free version. There's also a VIP paid version. It's only $75. It's going to go up to $100 on, on Monday the 26th. You're going to get, uh, for the VIP, you're going to get recordings of all 10 hours. So if you're like Jimmy from uh, um, New Zealand and, and the hours are crazy and different and you got to get to bed or get to work, uh, you're going to get access to that later by, by getting the VIP version uh, of all 10 hours. And we're also going to be giving workbooks out. We're going to be providing workbooks so that you can fill these out as you go through the day, you know, the week, I should say. And we're going to assist you um, to fill these out. We really want, uh, it's a really valuable workbook. Um, and so we want you to fill that out. And then the VIPs, we're actually going to ask to take a look at that. We'll do that for you in August. We'll give you some feedback. We'll kind of work you through that. We're going to have a bonus uh, a bonus session where we, we all get together and we discuss, you know, any challenges or questions you've had uh, you know, in August, trying to implement or implementing some of these things that you're going to be learning. Uh, some We've got some great bonuses. We've got the Tile Money Mastermind Group. This is something I've been wanting to put together for a while now. This is going to be a paid group with paid access because, uh, you know, six, 7,000 people in these groups is great and all, but I've noticed a few people are, are, are hesitant to, to, to speak up and ask questions. And I, I, you know, so for those of you who want more of a smaller more intimate group to uh, really mastermind together. We're going to be doing uh, monthly Zoom calls as well as the group to chat, you know, um, and a bunch of cool stuff. So the VIPs are going to get access to that for the month of August. Uh, we're going to have um, bonus coupons, $500 in discounts. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, before we get all into this Business Boost Challenge, I just want to thank the sponsors of the show. These are the sponsors who are uh, keeping the lights on around here. They make it possible for me to focus on building business resources for tile contractors. The NTCA, the National Tile Contractors Association, that can be your most valuable resource as a tile contractor. I say that because they are the oldest and the, um, the largest you know, group for tile contractors so they can get you the uh, answers that you seek. Now, whether that is, you know, complicated problems on the job, they got a hotline for that and introduction to an expert in a specific field of tile or whatever the case might be, NTCA has your back. Now, the members that I've met and getting to know are some of the most profitable and professional tile contractors out there. Uh, so they join for the camaraderie. They stick around for the great community. You can talk to Jim Olson to learn more about what the NTCA can offer you. Ladycree International is another one of our sponsors. They are the leading innovator in tile installation materials in the tile installation material world. They're literally credited with inventing Thinset. How cool is that? And because they invented Thinset, the reason they, they you know, um, one of the things that put them on the map, so to speak, was after they invented Thinset and, were, and had this product, it was an ad 
additive to, uh, you know, have thin set, not thick set mud bed. Uh, when they were building the World Trade Center, you know, the USA was building those World Trade Center towers, uh, the original ones. That was going to be, you know, they wanted that to be the world's tallest buildings. Well, there was a problem. It, it was getting real heavy with all that marble and all that sand and cement. So Ladycrete provided that lightweight solution. They won that contract. Um, I believe they also, you know, were, were um, uh, uh, you know, in on the, on the second building of the World Trade Centers. I've seen photos of that. So I believe because of that, it's super cool. It's uh, Ladycrete's a family-run, privately held company. Their family, their family values you can really feel when you're talking to the reps or the owners of the business, you know, the family members that are still working in the business. Uh, and Ladycretes can provide you everything from waterproofing, grout, silicone, everything you need to install tile. And we have GoBoard as another sponsor of ours. Now, GoBoard is an innovative tile backer board mon- manufactured by Johns Manville. Now, with GoBoard, you it's very easy to cut. It's a lightweight, waterproof product. It's very durable. It's a very durable board. You can carry a, you know, I've seen guys with like 10, 20 boards up, you know, walking up the stairs in one trip. So it's really a time saver. Uh, seal the joints and fasteners with that GoBoard Pro sealant to achieve ANSI uh, A118.1 compliant installation. GoBoard Pro sealant is now available in those big sausage packs, guys. So if you want that 20-ounce sausage pack to make it go a little quicker, ask your distributor to bring those in. Prep is everything, and without that solid prep, you don't have much. So you can learn more at jm.com slash GoBoard. And then happytileguy.com. That's the place where tile guys are getting professional websites built specifically for tile guys. Buy a tile guy, yours truly, and my partner. And those are fully optimized uh, SEO for lead generation. And that's really where your online hub is, the central hub on the internet for your business. So tonight we're going to get into the overview of the Tile Money Business Boost Challenge. We got Mike Shima in the house, Midtown Tile, Omaha, Nebraska. We got Merrick. Thank you, Merrick, uh, with Drains Unlimited. Uh, they were a sponsor of our party event, networking event during coverings, and we had a, a blast. They were one of our great sponsors. Thanks for being here, Merrick. Kevin Wells uh, from uh, Minneapolis. Good to see you, brother. And they signed up. Caleb and William Pratt, thanks for saying hi, guys. Thanks for being in here, guys. All right, so let's get into the overview here. This is something that I've, you know, been wanting to do, a challenge. A challenge is, you know, one of those things, it's like, what the heck is it, right? <laughs> and that's why, I'm, that's why I'm here tonight. But what we want to do is, yes, we are going to challenge you to uh, boost your business. I mean, it's as simple as that. I want to see you succeed. The, my partners, my, uh, my, um, you know, my partners, my sponsors want to see you succeed in your business. We all know that if you build a better, stronger business, this is good for the tile industry at large. It's good for you. It's good for your employees. It's good for your families. It's just an all around good, good thing. So, uh, we're going to be giving you some tools, some very useful tools to use during the challenge. We're also going to, you know, give those discounts. Like I mentioned, I'll tell you a little bit about the discounts. It's $300 off of a website for happytileguy.com. 
pretty good discount there. Uh, and then a $200 discount on Rezu.com, which Rezu.com is a very powerful system that helps you gather and post those five-star reviews from happy clients. So I'll put a link to both of those in the show notes. You can check those out. We've got that workbook. We're going to be giving all of our attendees free or VIP attendees to fill out as well as some, some more um, written information. So you can, uh, you know, apply it and look at it after the challenge. Monday's topic, we're going to be talking about uh, the business owner mindset. Tuesday's topic is vision and strategy. Where are you going? Right. Uh, Wednesday's topic is system and workflow, systems and workflow. And then Thursday's is pricing. Uh, everybody's favorite pricing. How much should I charge for this? Uh, it's a good one, a good topic for Thursday. And then Friday is growth. And what we've done with this challenge is we're actually, I've invited and convinced, you know, <laughs> Convinced five case study mentors, uh, and I say convinced, you know, I'm, I'm joking. These guys were all very eager to come in and help because they're all very helpful, helpful guys. Uh, and these case studies, you know, the, the point is to actually show and prove these methods. It's not just theory that I'm that we're going to be discussing this week. It's actually, you know, based on something, based on real life case studies. And these guys, I, I consider mentors. I consider them my mentors. I've learned so much from from these gentlemen. Uh, we're gonna be. T- I'm gonna be revealing who they are here as we go through each day. Uh, and so I'm very eager for, for you to to meet them as well. You know them. You you all know them and and love them as well. And you'll know when I say it. But uh, so Monday, setting it off Monday. Um, we're gonna be discussing. You know the difference between a business owner's mindset. In the shift that has to take place uh, when you're going from like a self-employed contractor, solo operator to uh, a business owner with employees and, and something you can scale, right? Because there's definitely a mindset shift there. Uh, I don't know if you you know about the four quadrants. Uh, you know, employee is one quadrant. Uh, self-employed uh, contractor would be another you know, uh, quadrant, uh, a business owner is a third quadrant. And then the fourth quadrant is, uh, is investor. Right. And, uh, what's his name talks about this a lot. Uh, I wasn't planning on bringing this up, but, uh, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad talks about that. It's one of his books, The Four Quadrants. I, I, I recommend this uh, from the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. Robert Kiyosaki, I believe is his name, if you haven't, if you don't know who I'm talking about here. But um, it's those four quadrants. So each quadrant is, is definitely a mindset shift. And, and, you know, as a self-employed contractor, that's great. I, you know, that's a good spot to be at, but then the business owner's mindset is actually a little bit deeper, a little bit, you know, different than that self-employed contractor, sole operator. So we're going to be talking about that difference. Uh, and so for our case study today, I've chosen, and I'm so glad that, uh, we have him, you know, I've been, I've been really enjoying getting to know David Sandana. And the reason I've chosen him for this mindset specifically for Monday is because he's very passionate when I when I first you know met David and he reached out he said hey uh, anytime you need a um, an interview and that's how it happens guys if if you if you want to get on the podcast and, and you're eager just reach out say hey if you need an interview let me know and he said and I said what do you want to talk about and I'll, that's usually what I'll say what do you want to talk about right and David said I want to talk about the the smaller contractors 
who who are having trouble getting their head right to grow, right? He wanted to talk about that that growth um, obstacle that's sometimes there and, and really focus on the, the smaller tile contractor because David's someone who's grown his business uh, to where it is today, uh, multiple employees, uh, doing very well for himself, has a very well uh, good reputation. He's smart. He's a good entrepreneur. What I mean by that is he sees a problem someone's having. He, he finds the solution. He jumps on an opportunity to, to grow and, and expand his business. And that's that business owner mindset, you know, always be thinking of opportunity to provide a service, you know, for instance, he watched about three months ago or so, uh, we had a uh, later Crete Spartacote division. We featured that, you know, and I did that because I wanted to, uh, it's Spartacote, uh, or epoxy flooring is something I've always been interested in. So I, I reached out and I said, let's, let's talk about this on the show. And, and David watched it. Uh, he, he, he never, had done it before. He's a flooring contractor. He immediately scheduled, uh, um, you know, a, a showing or a, a, um, a teaching from Spartacote Division. They came out. They showed him how to do it before. Before he even had that training, he went on. Uh, I believe it was like next door and said, "Hey, and he, I'm going to be learning this, you know." And he was honest. He's like, "I'm going to be learning this and adding this to my business, diligence flooring. If anybody wants it, he got three bookings right away. He sold those three jobs. I think he sold more than three jobs by now in, in three months. Um, and and that's what I mean. He just like gets it and and grabs something when he sees it. And that's that business owner mindset. So that's why I I um I chose David. He also went to coverings and he called me. He's like, oh he's like I I saw Philichip. And you know if Phil if if any of you know what Philichip is, it's an epoxy solution for fixing um basically little holes or or dings and and granite or whatever. And he, he bought, he bought it right then because he had a job. He bought it for 75 bucks, like the little, the smallest kit they had and went home and, and, and got a hundred dollars to do his first Philip chip job. So that's, that's that business owner's entrepreneurial mindset. Always be thinking. So I'm super excited to have David, um, because that mindset shift again is, is one of the most important aspects to the success of the business, um, it's often ignored and, and forgotten about, right? Like, uh, eh, mindset, what are you talking about? This is a goofy, goofy thing. Let me show you here. I meant to do something here real quick. There's David. All right, so he's a CTI 1689. I was over there when he, when he passed that. Um, dil, you know, Diligence Flooring LLC. So uh, he's got a lot of experience to talk about those subjects there. So that mindset is is often forgotten, right, and ignored, but... Um, you know, like I'm saying, we've got to focus on, you know, so many things as business owners, our craft, make sure we know our, our craft. We got to make sure when we're employees, we're, we're focusing on our, on our employer, right? Is my employer happy? Am I going to get fired? And, and then our minds on the weekend, but the business owner's mindset goes a little bit deeper. In addition to all that, you've got to focus on the business. Uh, you've got to, you know, um, Get your, you know, you've got to work extra hours, but you've got to do it smarter. You've got to shift that mindset so that you can start to, you know, uh, not only are you focused on your craft, but you're, you're focused on, you know, building the business, uh, making sure it's sustainable, making sure that 
that business is being built to get you through the next 10, 20, 30 years. You're not just worried about getting through the weekend, right? You're really thinking about your future. So there is a, a quite a big mindset shift there in order to truly grow. And to be honest, it's a bit uncomfortable for guys like myself, speaking from personal experience, doing this type of work is, is uncomfortable. So we're going to make you uncomfortable. We're going to challenge you to get a little bit uncomfortable. Um, We're going to talk about, you know, what it takes to grow the business beyond a self-employed business owner. Um, The mindset that it takes to not only do that, but also know your worth, right? Oftentimes, you know, a business with a lot of employees is very valuable to those clients looking for uh, your your service. Now you can you can do things different than the sole operator, right? You can get there quicker. You can split up teams, um, and that's very valuable. So we want to make sure that you know your worth um, as the craftsperson, but also as a business owner, you bring a you bring another level uh, and, and attract a different type of clientele. Really, so we're going to be talking about that. Um, and, and we're going to get a little bit uncomfortable again with self-doubt. I'm going to share some of my own self-doubts. That can be the business owner's worst enemy, let me tell you something. So we're going to talk about tools and techniques to overcome that self-doubt. It's a danger. It's a, a real danger to a business owner because, you know, you just you don't want to get down on yourself. Uh, so I've learned some tips and tricks I'm going to be sh- sharing with you. Uh, and then another thing we're going to talk about, which David has done, is profit before expanding. So you want to make sure that you're profitable on each and every job, no matter how small they are, or even if you only do six jobs a year. Before you double that or, or add on, you need to be profitable. So before you can add the volume, which is something that uh, David's done well, and I can talk on the subject as well. And then that scar- scarcity versus, my, versus uh, abundance mindset. So I'm someone who can speak um, from the heart about being raised and living with a scarcity mindset, right? There's no, there's never enough. There's never enough money. But really what we want to do with the, with the business owner is get through to that abundance mindset. Hey, Shauna, good to see you here tonight. Thanks for joining us. So we want to break through and, and get through to that abundance mindset because uh, if you go through life and go through running your and operating your business with a scarcity mindset, being afraid, you're going to do several bad things that are just not good for a business. For instance, you're going to take work that doesn't really fit your business model. You're just going to gobble it up, right? If something falls in your lap, oh, I'm going to gobble it up. I'm going to grab it because I might not get another job or there's not enough or I don't want my, you know, I don't want my competitors to get this job because you're afraid of, you know, not, there's not enough. There's just not enough. So I want to help you get past that. If that's something that you, you know, have struggle with and, and most, most contractors do, I find, um, I know I do. So we want to avoid making emotional decisions like that. And, and um, the only way you can do that is by shifting your mindset. So now let's move on to Tuesday. Tuesday is vision and strategy. Where are you headed? Um, what are you building and how the heck are you going to get there? What's the strategy to get there, right? And and our case study, I love our case study for Tuesday as well. Uh, hey, Chris, good to see you, brother. Thanks for joining us tonight. So Tuesday, we have a case study and his name is 
Trask Bergerson. So Trask Bergerson's a CTI. He's uh, the owner or co-owner of Bergerson Tile and Cabinet out of uh, Oregon. And he's going to be covering vision, strategy, company values, knowing your clients and more. And I'm excited about Trask because Trask is someone I've been, uh, one of those guys, I've been personally reading his advice on the internet for over a decade, probably since 2008, 2009, somewhere in there. Uh, He has a lot to offer when it comes to this topic of long-term vision and strategy, also tenacity to see it through, right, and to build something. And he's the co-owner of a multiple generation, I think two, three, three generations of tile installers, a tile installation contractor company, as well as they own a retail showroom for both tile and cabinets. So he has a, a, a varied experience of not just his own life, but his father, his grandfather, uh, his, his, uh, his sisters in the business or his wife. They have several family members in the business anyways. So they, they have um, several different you know, viewpoints that he's going to bring to the table. And Trask and, and Bergerson Tile is the kind of company that really provides a valuable service to his local community there. Uh, you know, like I said, being around for several generations, imagine if you were about to spend 10, 20 grand, 100 grand on your kitchen, uh, you know, buying cabinets and tile and the labor and everything that goes into a kitchen or a bathroom, and you're about to spend, you know, some, some big money. Wouldn't you feel much better going to some somebody who's been around for several generations? I know I would. That puts the, the company at ease. So he's an expert on Tuesday's topic of vision and strategy, you know, really big picture stuff. He can talk about that, you know, pulling on, like I say, years of not only his experience, but, you know, the family's experience, really. So the value of thinking about your future is often overlooked. I've been one of those guys who, you know, never thought about my future. I never thought about my business's future. Um, now that I, you know, have a five-year-old and I've been married for 13 years, I'm starting to think about my future a little bit. So I'm, I'm as excited about this day as you are. I hope you are anyway, because uh, really, you know, I've lived a fairly, you know, admittedly, you know, the lifestyle I've lived has taken me to some really interesting places. Um, I've been a pretty full life and a lot of different experiences and memories that I, I'll be able to draw from. But the downside to living, you know, kind of like, you know, what do they call that? Just free, free in the wind, I guess, blowing in the wind. The downside to living that kind of lifestyle has, you know, it's, it's, it's been, you know, um, uncomfortable at times, you know, lost sleep, you know, lost nights of sleep, worrying and wondering, you know, where, where the next check's going to come from, or, you know, sometimes tomorrow's, you know, necessary money would come from. So it's just, it hasn't been that comfortable for me. So I can see, you know, and, and starting to appreciate, right. As I get older, the, 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 um, the importance of thinking ahead and, and really crafting that vision. And I've been doing a lot of that in the last 12 months, especially six months, uh, um, specifically for tile money. And where are we headed with this uh, podcast beyond beyond the podcast and sustainability? Yeah, Shauna, sustainability is, is the word I was looking for. Um, because without, you know, without that vision, without knowing where you're going, I mean, you might as well, I mean, it it can be fun, but if you want to build a business, it's not the way to do it. So Tuesday's challenge is going to be pretty cool. You know, Um, we're going to be discussing some simple ways to define and meet those goals. I want you to have business goals as well as, you know, personal goals. 
And, and we're going to help you do that. Excuse me. So those goals, you know, that work that needs to be done, it, it's not just a one and done type of thing, but it's a continuous process of tweaking and perfecting. And eventually, you know, um, we might change those goals. We might change our vision as we grow. But knowing how to do it and knowing the importance is really what, you know, what we're going to be focusing on. And then we're also going to get into um, defining and winning your ideal clients because Trask uh, does this as as well. He does a really good job of defining and, and winning not just jobs, right, but his ideal clients and his ideal jobs. And it's such a powerful subject, again, overlooked because we, I believed and I used to believe and we've, you know, get into this trap that your only choice is to convince the client to choose you, right? Choose me, choose me. But the fact and the truth of the matter is it's not only just a possibility, but also an achievable goal to be able to define and choose the type of people that you want to attract to your business and you want to work with. Once I figured that out and started shifting my mind and implementing some of this stuff to do that, that was a game changer in my business. All of a sudden, things became easier. Of course, it doesn't happen overnight, but we want to help you um, on Tuesday to define your clients and really interview them before they, long before they interview you, right? Um, you you want to know if it's, if it's uh, going to be a waste of your time. We got a couple cool comments here. Ryan Fisher from Fisher Custom Builders in Lincoln, Nebraska. Thanks for being here, Ryan. Appreciate you. Tactical Tile Works and Renovation says uh, poor planning equates to poor performance. Thank you. It's very true. And, and Caleb Merrill, always good to see you, brother. The goal is not to do business with everyone who needs what you have. The goal is to do business with people who believe what you believe. So true. I'll leave that up there for a few minutes. Um, this is the kind of, you know, I, I love reading everybody's comments and it adds to the podcast, right? It adds to the content and we can't do that if, if this wasn't live and um, I would probably have to do two or three takes just because of my own, uh, my own brain. <laughs> um, so I like doing this live and thanks for being here again, everybody. Um, so, you know, defining your clients leads us into the next subject for Tuesday. We have, you know, we're going over Tuesday's subtopics still setting your rules and, and playing by them. So that's something that a lot of business owners don't always realize is you get to set your own rules. What do you want your business to look like? What do you want it to act like? What do you want it to, you know, and it's critical. It is so critical to set our own rules. The trap is that we fall into that old mantra. Who did it? Burger King? Let's blame them. The customer is always right. <laughs> BS, man. The customer is not always right. But that is imprinted in our minds long before we became business owners. We're over there eating a Happy Meal and, you know, it's starting to get uh, a little bit of that brainwashing going on. <laughs> you order a $1.99 burger and you're, the right, you're in the right. All right. So this leads, often leads to both frustration, both for the business owner as well as the client. If we let them start calling the shots... And tell them and, and allow them to, you know, tell us how we're going to run our business. This is a very frustrating experience, like I'm saying, not just for you, the business owner, but for the clients. 
it, it can it can be the worst. I'll, I'll give you an illustration here, uh, just to you know drive home the point here. Uh, something I've noticed, uh, and I've done, by the way, uh, so I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not putting anybody down because this is something I've done because it, again, it was that trap, that mantra, mantra that we get into, right? And it's kind of became a pet peeve of mine here. A lot of contractors, tile contractors will provide thin set, you know, backer board, waterproofing, but they'll leave the grout to the to the homeowner's decision. They'll send the they'll send the homeowner to you know a big box store or or you know whatever, and they'll say buy your grout. Don't you know? I'm not talking about choosing the color. Like literally buy you know whatever bag you see, you know brand. I'm talking about brands, right? Now, why would you leave an uneducated consumer? Why would you let them choose your brand of grout? This is where things go wrong. Grout is one of those things that could break a, a perfect job. Uh, a perfect tile job could look horrendous, you know, because of that. Um, it's a bad, it could be a bad choice for the job. I mean, somebody, you know, puts a standard grout on the exterior of their home when we have a lot better grouts today or, a, you know, or just a, um, some, uh, 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 a brand that you're not familiar working with and, and you mix it with too much water because you were familiar with another brand or whatever. Um, and, you know, read between the lines here. But the the point is, um, choose your own grout, guys. <laughs> but I get the reasoning. Okay, so here's the reasoning. Here's where it all goes off the, off the rails, right? Uh, contractors will say, well, I don't want to choose the grout because I've had too many grout issues. So if they buy it and they pick it up and they deliver it, it's on them. I'm not responsible. Now, okay, does this sound like a responsible business owner? Instead, I want you to shift your head, and I had to shift my brain to say, okay, if anything goes wrong on this job, the client's not happy at me. And who cares who bought the stupid growl? If you allowed it to happen, the client's not going to enjoy the experience. They could be a perfect tile job. They bring the grout, and this is a small thing. I'm, I'm, you know, being a little extreme here, but it's illustrating the point. Control your job, guys, and I'm going to be teaching you and, and giving you some tools to uh, to control your jobs and, and and teach you and challenge you to start setting your own rules from the day they call you, the hour you pick up that phone. You can define that hour, or or you can call them back at your. Our, you know, your set hour. You can, uh, you can have a process from the day they call you all the way down to the grout and the, and the sealant. So um, the last subject we're going to cover Tuesday is understanding your why. And this is another overlooked subject. Why are you a business owner? How would you respond to that? Let me read some of these comments. How would you respond to that question? Why are you in business? And there's no wrong answer. Let me see if somebody can give me an answer of why they're in business. Yeah, William. A lot of you know. A lot of you guys do choose your own your own grout, um, and and have learned these lessons uh, in the comments. You know. Uh, because it's something that you learn over time. And, and I personally think, you know, that, uh, you know, it's up to us to choose that grout, but why are you in business? Uh, okay. Tactical tile works and, and renovation LLC says to change my legacy. Uh, 
That's a good answer. I like that answer a, a lot. Uh, Chris Pearson says, freedom and profit, but it comes with a large burden. Fair enough. Um, most people will answer, all right, Shauna says, you're in business to make a living for yourself and have a good life. That's a good answer. Caleb says, I want to build a life that allows me to be available to family. Great answer. Very specific, Caleb, um, as well as Tactical Tile Works. Very specific. Uh, most people will say, well, I'm in business to make money or I'm in business to install tile. I like my craft, right? Or some people will say, I don't want to answer to anyone, which Chris kind of you know touched on freedom and profit. Okay, great. So you have a few different answers there, but I'm going to challenge you to dig a little deeper if those are the kind of answers you're going to give me during this challenge. So I'll just tell you that right up front. I want you to dig deeper and figure out the real reason that you want that money. Why do you want that money? Or why do you want to install tile every day? You know, or, or why do you not want to have to answer to anyone but yourself and your clients, right? So what are you going to do? Let's just take the money part. What are you going to do with that money, right? Money's worthless without a plan for it. Money really doesn't hold any power if you don't know what to do with it or, or you don't, you know, you just put it under your pillow. Um, but most people do have a plan for the money, and that's where that emotion comes into play, right? Your, your real why. Uh, for instance, um, we had a couple good answers here tonight. Uh, Caleb said, to uh, build a life that allows me to be available to my family. So freedom, right? Um, or uh, not freedom. I was listening. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, freedom, time, more time, basically. And to be able to spend it the way you want to. So it's not necessarily the money. It's just maybe the way you make the money in a shorter amount of time so that you can focus on on family and Ryan Fisher says, it was always a dream and allows me to live the amazing family life I live. A lot of family men here tonight. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I, I 100% agree. Also, I always use my preferred grout. Good job, Ryan. They can pick the colors. Yep. And, and But yeah, definitely lead them, you know, try to lead them in the right direction with the grout color, right? Uh, so some people want to put their kids through college. That's what's important. That's what the money is going to buy them, right? Somebody might want to buy a ranch or a house or, you know, some people like to like to give 10 or more percent of their money to a, a charity that they're really passionate about. So making um, $100,000 would, you know, allow you to give 10000 a year to that charity. Making a million dollars would allow you to give $100,000 to that chosen charity. So maybe you say, maybe you're one of those, I don't care, but maybe you say, this allows me to do what I want to do, right? It's that why. So we really want you to get really close to defining your why, because only after you've done that, uh, and maybe, you know, judging from the answers we've gotten here tonight, I mean, you guys all know your why. You, You really dug deep and gave me some good answers. So thank you. So we're gonna go into um, we're gonna go into Wednesday's teaching now. We've got systems and staffing uh, on Wednesday, and employees is one of those subjects that's uh, um, on everybody's mind right now. Where where are the employees? Has anybody seen them? Are they all hanging out at Burger King? I should I should ask Burger King if they want to be a sponsor. All right. 
All right, enough with the dad jokes over here. But uh, so, how to attract these employees? How to? Uh, we're also going to talk about contracts. We're going to talk about job site checklists uh, and and more on on kind of you know the system of um, the process, right? Uh, of staffing a crew and running a crew beyond yourself. Now, um, for Wednesday's teaching, we have Dirk Sullivan. And Dirk is the owner of Hawthorne Tile out of out of Oregon, Portland, Oregon. He is an NTCA five-star contractor. That means he's also a CTI. You can follow him at Hawthorne Tile. Uh, we're going to talk about system staffing, hiring, retention, screening clients. I'm super excited to have Dirk as our case study mentor on Wednesday. Um, I got the privilege, I had the privilege to visit Dirk at his uh, showroom on, uh, yeah, he's a showroom owner. So not only is he a tile contractor, very respected tile contractor, but he's a show, uh, um, a retail owner, sells tile out of his shop there. And it was very eye-opening to visit Dirk and get an inside look into his operation there in Portland. Um, you know, I got to talk to a couple of his team members, his employees, and, and learn about his systems. And so I, I'm very excited to continue learning from Dirk. Dirk's another one of those guys who continually shares his knowledge on on social media as well as within the NTCA, very involved and, and uh, growing, you know, always a helpful guy. And, and everybody who knows him would say the same. So that systems and, and staffing subject is a challenging subject, but we've got the right guy for the job. Um, you know, often, you know, in this day and age, like I'm saying here, it's, it's hard to get, to get workers, right? It's, it's very competitive out there. So we need to learn and we're going to focus on attracting, you know, writing the, writing the ad to attract the kind of employee you want. And then once you have them, how do you retain them? Right? Because nobody likes a runaway helper or somebody who you spent four five, six years, you know, apprentice through your apprenticeship program. And then they, uh, and then they, you know, fl- fly, fly out the nest too early. So, um, there are systems and there are ways that Dirk and things Dirk implements to retain his employees. So we're going to be talking about uh, very important practical tools and examples of not just Dirk, but other people who are implementing some of these tools. Uh, so I'm excited about this day, Wednesday. Uh, we're going to get into contracts. And, and like my friend Ron Nash says, why aren't you all using contracts? You're contractors after all. Um, and I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm a pretty old fashioned guy. I like a handshake just like the next Midwestern guy, right? And uh, I like, you know, saying that my word is as good as paper. But there's a couple problems to the old handshake, you know? Uh, even if it is good as gold and set, uh, there's a couple, couple problems. You know, the first problem is as time goes on, what exactly did we say? back a couple months ago when we were going over the details of this job because now the client that's always right, remember, we're weaving that in, the client who's always right is saying that we agreed to three niches, but I, I, I'm I looking at my price and my price reflects two niches. So now I'm questioning myself, did I break my own rules to win the job? Ah, it doesn't matter because the client's always right. And I don't have a contract and nothing in writing. So I guess I'll just do the three niches and whatever else the client happens to remember since I didn't write it down. So 
it's a simple illustration, but it, I hope it illustrates the importance of, you know, having something in writing, a contract. Uh, this gets just more complicated as you add employees, you know, to the process. We're also going to be talking about screening clients. Again, you know, don't waste your time running around. You've got to know who, who your client is. And Dirk, you know, on his interview, he said, I'm, I'm very expensive, not not because of any reason other than it's just expensive to do what I do. So he has to screen his clients. And then we're going to talk about job site check checklists as well as strategy um, for making everything happen seamlessly, right? Uh, Thursday, we're going to get into everybody's favorite question is, is how much should I charge for this? We're going to talk about pricing. We're going to talk about planning for markup and profit. Yes, you can plan for the markup and profit. And we're going to talk about something called price positioning. So price positioning would be, um, for instance, uh, um, how do you market yourself? What, what, who are you attracting, right? And, and then how does that relate to the price you set? Because oftentimes if, if, the, if you're trying to attract a really high-end clientele base, but you're priced competitively with the guys who are doing track homes, it doesn't add up in that in that client's mind, and so you want to position your pricing to attract, you know, who you want to attract. And I'm not saying any model is uh, better or worse than the other model. Some people want to do that volume work, and they're going to position their prices different. So we're going to talk about calculating overhead. And our case study is somebody uh, super cool, Bradford Denny. He's uh, the president over at Nichols Tile and Terrazzo. Another generational, multi-generations. There you see uh, his father and his grandfather in this photo. Um, and Brad's on, on the left there, uh, the guy with the beard. If you don't know what Bradford looks like, he, he won um, the tile set or crap. Uh, uh, not going to remember the name of that award. There's so many awards at Coverings. Um, tile setter person of the, of the year, tile, tile person of the year, I believe it was. Uh, he's an NTCA five-star contractor. Um, super good guy. I mean, I, again, I've been reading Brad's advice since about 2008 on the internet before Facebook, uh, and he shares it willingly. So we're going to discuss pricing, you know, calculating overhead, uh, again, price positioning uh, along with other, you know, pricing topics. And we're going to give you some tools because I don't want to just tell you how much to charge for a shower. Start them at $5,000. I don't want to just talk about the price of a shower or the price of a backsplash, but I want you to know how to come up with, you know, the price of the shower or the price of the backsplash or the floor, um, because we're not really typically selling a commodity. We're selling a luxury item. So, and how are you going to price it? Don't don't price it competitively. That's stupid. Um, all right, I'm going a little long here, so I'm going to talk about um, luxury items. Luxury items like like tile is. Uh, is like, you know, recently um, I've been getting into some good discussions about uh, pricing and, and some of the groups I'm in. And um, I just don't believe we're selling a commodity. I believe we're selling a luxury item. And, you know, honestly, it's, it's functional artwork. Um, and, and what you charge is up to your clients and you. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I have a few more things to say, but I want to move on to Thursday and Friday here. We're getting up on, on, on an hour here. I want to be respectful of all, all of you here tonight. Um, so again, we're going we're gonna to talk about planning for markup and profit. Yes, planning. You can plan for that. Plan for your profit percentage, and then you can hit it, and we're going to give you tools to do that. Um, 
you know, overhead, how to calculate your overhead and setting those revenue goals is, is something we're going to talk about with Brad. And then Friday, Friday's topic is actually growth. And Mike, good, good to see you again. Let's see. Caleb says, uh, love learning about new products, but there's no worse feeling than struggling with something new on a job when you're trying to wrap it up. Much better to learn about the latest and greatest over coffee with the manufacturer rep in front of you. That's a good, uh, that's a good, that's a good point, Caleb. And, and um, Mike's about, you know, Bradford Denny and some of these guys, he says it makes his brain swell in a good way when, when he reads like from Bradford and Trask and all these guys. And I'm telling you, these guys share more than any, you know, uh, they share their knowledge really willingly. And I'm excited about about um working with them on this challenge so friday is is the subject of growth we're going to be um talking about the the importance of generating a lot of leads not just generating them but tracking those leads we're going to talk about some tools to do that bid management and and what that means we're going to talk about expanding your service offerings right like like i mentioned um with david sandana he expanded into uh epoxy floor coatings and so for friday we've got a good friend of mine, Christopher Rachel, he's a CTI. He's the owner of Superior Home Solutions out of uh, Omaha, Nebraska. And again, we're going to cover growth. We're going to cover marketing and we're going to cover adding services on to um, your business. Now, Christopher Rachel is a smaller contractor. In fact, he's a one man operation. So why would I bring him on on Friday for growth? Are you asking yourself that question? Well, simply put, I really like the fact that he's chosen to remain small as a one-man remodeling company. But he has not let that slow his growth down, Tile Friends. And I'll explain what I mean. One guy, but he's still growing. Williams, a one-man show. Mike Shima says, Chris is a beast. And, and Mike and, and uh, Chris are close, close uh, in in uh, in the same community. The reason I chose Chris for Friday's subject is because he has built a business that clearly demonstrates the power and the importance of growing one's mindset and setting his company up for ex exponential growth. Long before he's hired uh, his employees, right, his apprentices, uh, he has in the past, but he he broke it down and started over again. So he does have experience with employees, but growth comes in many different ways. It's not just volume. It's not always employees or volume. It's also profit. Now, I don't know if Chris will ever choose to add employees or not to his business. But I do know that he's now set himself up for success if he chooses to add employees because he has all those systems and processes in place for growth. Not only has he been growing his profit to the point to make uh, make me reconsider, you know, moving to Omaha and uh, getting back into tile and remodeling, but, you know, I mean, congratulations, Chris, honestly, you know, incredible stuff, but He's set his business up to add employees. All the systems are there. He's got it all set up. And, and I'm really excited to dig into his business and share some of my thoughts and knowledge and, that I've learned along, uh, along the way. So um, 
Mike says, please move to Omaha. <laughs> you never know, man. I'll be in Wisconsin next week, so uh, getting closer. I'll be visiting. All right, so so Friday's a very informative day to attend, and, and the lessons and the knowledge Chris is going to share uh, is, is applicable to any size business. Um, frankly, <laughs> Frankly, uh, I don't care how big or small your business is. The stuff that Christopher Rachel has in place is, is valuable content, you know, for for any size business. Most most large businesses haven't done what what Chris has done with his small business. So that's why I chose him for for Friday's uh, lessons and, and case case study. And I'm glad he shares so much, um, both in the Omaha Tile Setters Group. Uh, and he has a remodeling group as well, and I'm looking forward to doing more with him. I've I've done a podcast with him in the past. Uh, we actually did one. Well, this week's podcast is with Chris and, and Rod Catwick and, and Rod's business um, partner or uh, um, Karen Teal. So let's see. I lost my place a little bit here on my bullet points, but um, the lessons that you know. Chris is going to share with us will be good for a one-man contractor, but they'll also be good for a bigger business. Um, you know, I, I like the I like the business model of just you know easy breezy. Like I was saying, like ah, the work comes, and if it doesn't, I take a I take a week off. Right? It's it's fun. It's fun. But but where does it where does it lead you? Where are you going with that type of business model? It's tempting. Uh, I've done it. I've been there. But really, if you're really setting yourself up and setting your family up and setting your business up to succeed uh, and expand and grow and, and both profit and, and um, volume, if you like, uh, you've got you've to implement some of these systems. We're going to talk about how he's generated lots and lots of leads. I mean, uh, 2,000 leads a year for a one-man remodeling business. I mean, are you kidding me? 2,000 leads a year. That's a that's you know almost two hundred a month, one hundred and fifty a month, you know, three a day. What is that? Five a day? <laughs> that's crazy. Five five phone calls a day for a one man show. So this has allowed him to uh, raise his prices, raise his profit. He's also done a great job of tracking the leads. He knows where they're coming from. Um, uh, you know, it's not a it's not a subject that most tile contractors even want to discuss. You know, marketing. What is that? I mean, they don't want to talk about it. A lot of a lot of you, frankly, you know, have told me it's a waste of, a waste of time um, or a scam. You know, but if you're not continuously doing that, marketing your company, bringing leads in, and owning that, you know, owning that process, and knowing that you are in charge of, you know, the lead generation. Then I'll say it again: you're just leaving it up to chance, and that's okay for you know when you're. 18, 20, 25. But if you really want to establish a business, you need to control your leads and 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 know that you are in control of your leads, not Sally down at the, you know, the coffee shop who recommends you because she's got a crush on you this week. Um or, you know, whatever. But it's just no way to 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 run a business without, you know, doing that. Um and so I'm looking forward to that. Chris is also going to help us talk and discuss bid management. What do you normally do after you've sent that bid? Are you managing it or are you just leaving it up to chance again? Do you follow up 
or do you just feel like, ah, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to feel too, seem too desperate. You know, I've done that, you know, but, um, bid management is all about, you know, implementing a system again to follow up and, and give it one last shot, right? One or two more shots to win that job. After all, you've invested time and money into looking at the job, driving around, you know, talking with the client, uh, writing up the estimate, sometimes calling around and doing research on products. So you've spent hours already. Now you're not even going to spend five more minutes just with a follow-up email or phone call. So don't stop there, guys. Uh, if, you t- if you take a couple things away from tonight's show, great. Uh, we're going to get into it a lot heavier on the 26th through the 30th of July. Uh, Chris is also going to talk to us about expanding your service offerings. I'm going to talk to you about that and the importance and how to get into that, as well as partnerships, because that's another great way to grow your business. And you don't necessarily, again, have to grow your personnel, your employees to do that, to expand and to leverage those partnerships for growth. So we've got a great challenge set up for you guys. I've been working on this uh, and I'm going to continue working on it. And my case studies are working on it. When, um, by the way, $75 gets you the VIP uh, package, which comes with a bunch of bonuses. Um, it's, there is a free version. You can, you can just test it out. I do want to tell you Monday, the 26th, the price goes up to a hundred dollars and that's where it'll stay, uh, for that week. So if you want to you know, save $25 off the bat, now would be the time to do it or, you know, on the 25th at the latest. So, um, and that VIP version gets you, you know, access to both hours. The free version is just the first hour. The second hour, we're going to bring the case studies on and, and talk to them and interview them, and you can question them. We're also going to get together in August uh, and answer any questions that you have in August after you had a couple weeks to assimilate and think about this. We're also going to put you in our Tile Money Mastermind group. It's a brand new group. We're going to launch August 1st. You're going to get a whole month there free to test the waters there and be able to rub shoulders with other business-minded uh, tile contractors. And then we got that bonus. Uh, I'm going to give you some bonus content, some bonus videos that I won't publish anywhere else. And then there's like $500 in those discounts. And there's a few more things that I'm, I'm not remembering. Oh, the, the, we're going to review your, your workbook. So, uh, so that is the Business Boost Challenge, uh, July 26th through the 30th. It's the last week in July, Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 p.m. Grow your business, grow your mindset, and above all else, stay profitable, Tile Friends. I'll talk to you next week. This was fun. Thank you guys for being here live. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for following me on Instagram. Uh, We've got content on YouTube. Talk to you later, Tile Friends. Have a great week and stay profitable. Mm -hmm.